Hey, are y'all glad to be here this morning? Okay, let's do that one more time. Are y'all glad to be here this morning? Yeah. Y'all had me nervous this morning, I'll be honest. I pulled up church late. I don't normally get here this late, but I I was riding with my wife. And so so, uh, I was a little late this morning. Uh, but uh, there was no cars in the parking lot. I got depressed. I went in the back. I cried. I fell out on the floor. No, I didn't do any of that. But uh, I, y'all did show up, and I'm so glad you're here. All right. I'm so glad you're here. I thought all of y'all rode with Angela this morning. So <clears throat> anyway, just joking. Come on. Y'all laugh a little bit. Laughter's good like a medicine. All right. I love, love, love Sunday morning. I love being with you guys. I love our family reunion. If, if you're here today, it's your first time. We're so glad you're here. We welcome you, and we're glad you're here in our house. Uh, this morning, I, I'm, I'm just going to be sharing with you. I really feel the presence of God in this place this morning in a very special way. And I, I, I really feel like God <clears throat> has already spoken to some of you in this place this morning. I want us to learn, and this is not my message. This is my pre-message to my message. But I want you to learn to always be when you walk in the presence in the presence of God whether it be a church where it be just open your heart up because God's wanting to speak to you God's wanting to speak to you and I, I feel like sometimes we miss out on what God's doing because we get so busy doing and 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 we get so busy with the things of life this morning I was in my prayer time this morning <clears throat> and I'm just to do a little renovation at the house and and all of a sudden my mind was measuring measuring two befores and measuring <laughs> you ever had that happen to you like, oh, Lord, we just play. And then next thing I know, you know, my mind's, oh, I'm remodeling, you know. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. And the enemy always wants to distract us. And it's not always with evil things. Sometimes it's things that need to happen. It's life happening. But we got to bring our focus so that we can hear the voice of the Lord. Is that good? Is that good? That's my sermon this morning before my sermon. All right. So you're dismissed. Go home. Have a great day. No, I'm just kidding. So Friday morning, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, and, and, and um, there's, at our t- table is a big bay window, and uh, I'm, I'm watching the rain come down. And I know most people was, you know, they don't really get excited in South Louisiana about the rain. I understand, but I was watching the rain, and I love this time of the year. Growing up in my life, this time of the year always represented some very special times for me uh, with my dad. Uh, hunting season came around uh, when the cold weather would come and the rains would start and I would think about those moments that we spent so many times squirrel hunting and and deer hunting and just spending time I remember so many I love Thanksgiving because we would always go hunting either Thanksgiving evening that afternoon or we would you know and go out or, or the next day and 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 sitting on the tailgate of a truck in the middle of the day after hunting that morning and eating eating some good old mama's good dressing and some cold turkey. I always ate ham. My daddy ate turkey. But just sitting on the tailgate and sharing those precious moments together. So when this time of the year rolls around, I begin to reflect over not just yesterday but my childhood. I love this season. Out of all the seasons of the year, I love Thanksgiving the most. I just feel like it's really, and you've heard me say this before, I really feel like it's, it's the one Christian holiday that we're holding on to with all our might. 
that, that Santa Claus hasn't stole it or the Easter Bunny hasn't stole it or, or whatever. And so, I mean, maybe some people are thinking about Halloween. I don't give much thought to Halloween at all. But I, other than I, I, I hope that nobody shoves at my house because I usually don't have candy. That's about the only thought I give it. But, but here's the deal. I love, love, love Thanksgiving. Because there's something that stirs up inside of me of how good God has been in my life. You know, and I just start thinking back of, of the years that God has blessed me. I mean, I was blessed to be raised in a good home. I was blessed to, to have the things that I needed in my life. You know, growing up, we were not wealthy or we wasn't rich, but, but I didn't know any difference because I always had everything that I needed. You know, maybe not everything I wanted, but I had everything I needed. I was blessed that God blessed me with a great wife and a wonderful family. And I was blessed that God gave me five beautiful girls. I'm blessed that God gave me Peyton, and I'm blessed that Peyton gave me a grandbaby. <laughs> and I'm blessed, 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 and all these things in life that are around us really don't mean a lot if we don't understand how to be grateful. We don't understand how to be grateful. They don't mean a lot. Last Easter, we did something. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Last Easter, we did something. We was going to have this, uh, we was gonna have this opportunity for our kids to learn Bible verses and, and come to church and bring guests, and we was going to have this big surprise for them. They was going to get to go to Elevation Station, and they was going to get to do all this. And none of them really even tried because they get to go to Elevation Station anyway. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, man, things like that was like an event. That was like, woo! I mean, that was a chance of a lifetime. Last night we had Hannah's birthday party, and we had outside movie, and we had food table, we had candy table, we had fire pit in the backyard. It was a production. And I was thinking when I grew up, going, going, we had cake and punch and pin the tail on the donkey. Come on, anybody remember pin the tail on the donkey? And we had little prizes that mom got at the dollar store. And she probably got a whole bag of prizes for $1 at the dollar store. And those were big, big things. And I look back over our lives, and I think sometimes, and not just our kids, but ourselves, we drive nice cars, we live in great houses, we eat good food. Most of us uh, are, are well, well, you know, blessed beyond measure. And we look at all of this life, and then we forget how good God has been. How could you not be thankful for the goodness of God. How many rode a donkey to church this morning? How many rode in a wagon to church this morning? Hey, look, somebody said, give me that old-time religion. I said, don't give me that. Give me AC. Come on, give me, give me air conditioning. Give me soft chairs to sit on. Give me a nice, comfortable place to be. I don't want a brush harbor. But I don't want, at the same time, to not be grateful about what God has blessed me with. Are you with me this morning? And so as we enter into this season of thanksgiving, I don't want it just to be a time that we just fill our bellies with and, and, and go to eat and, and eat some more and eat some more and eat some more. I mean, this is a time when we could really fall off the wagon. Come on, healthy people. And we could, we could you know, we could miss, we could just have a lot of food and a lot of fellowship. And I love that. I love breaking bread. I love going around with our friends. I love all of those things. But let's take the time to be thankful for what God has done. Now, this year may be difficult for you. There may be some difficulties in your life. There may have been some disappointments in your life. I don't want you to raise your hand, but I know as pastor that there's been some difficulties and disappointments in this room. 
I know that there's been some, there's some people in this room, this has been a tough year for you. It's not been, it's not been all mountaintop experiences. You've gone through some things. But if I could just get you for just a few minutes to look from a different perspective, to turn your eyes from a different perspective and not see the difficulties and not see the disappointments, but look beyond those and see the blessings. Because no matter what you've been through in this life, there's always blessings that outweigh the problems. Always. Everybody say always. You see, the enemy always likes to keep our eyes fixed on the negatives, on the problems, on the situations in life that have been difficult. But if we can cast all of our cares upon the Lord, come on, somebody. Is anybody with me this morning? If we can learn to cast our cares upon the Lord. If we can learn to lay our our cares at the foot of the cross and then put our eyes upon Jesus and see the blessings in our life, and then we can give the Lord a big hallelujah. Why don't we take a praise praise break right here? Why don't you just give the Lord a good praise offering this morning? We can never let our disappointments steal our praise. We can never let those moments in our life where the enemy comes against us steal our praise. Our praise is our weapon. Come on, our worship. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Our worship is our weapon. And when we're going through difficult times, just take a little praise break. I heard an old story one time about a, a, about a, a, a black gentleman back in the day who was out plowing in his field. And, 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 and the deacons of the church showed up because he had been going to this church and he had been getting a hallelujah in church. He had been getting a praise in church. And they come and said, look, you're going to have to quieten this down in church. You, we can't have you disturbing our church with all that noise. And he said, well, listen, if, you're gonna, if, if I can't do that in church, then he said, then hold my mule. Because <laughs> if I can't do it in church, I'm going to do it right here in this field. Sometimes in life, we need to tell the devil, you just stand there for a moment while I worship. Anybody here this morning? Somebody say, you need to tell everybody, you just hold my mule because I'm just going to have me a little Holy Ghost jig right here in the middle of this workplace. In the middle of my situation, in the middle of my difficulty, in the middle of my problem, I'm going to have a praise break. Anybody here this morning? We need to have a little praise break in our life. But I, I, I mean, a little time when we just say, God, you know what? I don't, I'm going to get beyond the difficulties and the problems, and I'm going to sing and shout and worship and praise God in the middle of my storm. In the middle of my storm. Woo! Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm, this is a time, and, and, and in a couple of weeks, we get to look forward. I, I've been promoting this, but I want you to pray into the next two weeks between now and the 10th. And I want you to ask God to show you all the good things he's done in your life. And then I want you to pray and ask God what you can sow into the kingdom of God on our Thanksgiving offering. I just believe that this is going to be an epic year of giving in our Thanksgiving offering. Now, I'm not preaching to you so you'll give. I'm just letting you know that you've got a lot to be thankful for. And I'm going to help you today to understand that when we worship and we have a generous spirit, that God 
pours out on a blessing upon us that we cannot possibly contain. Are you with me this morning? Ecclesiastes 11 and 1 says this. He said, cast your bread upon the waters and you will find it after many days. The New Living Translation says it this way. Ship your grain across the sea and in time profits will flow back to you. Cast your bread upon the water. Ship, ship, learn how to be a person who learn, let, learns to let go. Learns to let go. We're always saying, God bless me, God bless me. But you got your hands so tight around the things that you already have, there's no way he could put something more in your hand. Come on. You've you got to open your hands to be a blessing so that you can receive a blessing. You've got to open your heart to be a blessing so that you can receive a blessing. You've got to open your, your worship to be a blessing so that you can receive a blessing. And, one, and, and when God gives us time, talent, and treasure, then we just say, Lord, here it is. I'm going <coughs> to give it to you, and there will be a return. Every person in this place has these things. They have time, they have talent, and they have treasure. Now, your treasure may not be as much as somebody else's treasure, but God's not counting your money. He's looking at, the, the, at your heart. God's not comparing our talent. He's looking at our praise. God's not looking at how much we have to give. He's looking at what we're willing to give. Are you with me this morning? It's not because our Father owes us something, but He will return it. You know why? Because here it is, because He simply loves us. And this is a part of his economy. This is how God's economy works, that, that, that he returns to us. He gives back to us. We don't give to get, but he gives back to us because this is his economy. He's already set this in place. Are you with me this morning? And Luke 6, 38 says, Give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you, shaken down to make room for more. Give generously, and it will be given back to you, shaken down and making room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. And your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Let's look at the words good measure. Measure involves weight and judging. And so we love others the same measure they will, that will return to us. And if we're generous, our generosity will be returned to us in full measure. And if we're stingy <laughs> and uncharitable, then we will, that will be the standard of judgment and measurement we come back by. So God set up this principle, and he said, if you're generous, are you with me this morning? Now, he's not just talking about with your money. He's talking about how you love people, how you serve people. If you're generous with your praise, if you're generous with your heart, he said, if you're generous and you sow lots of seed, you're going to get lots of return. But if you're stingy, guess what? Don't go around with your lip hanging out and talking about poor old pitiful me that I don't get anything. I'm, uh, let's let's re reflect the question here. What have you given? Oh, oh wait a minute. I'm going to preach a little bit now. If somebody tells you, look, oh, oh, God, don't love me. Nobody loves me. Guess what? Let me ask you this question. What are you giving away? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? 
Well, listen, when you feel rejected and down and out and you have this poverty spirit resting on you in, in money and, and in friendships and relationships and you're feeling all that pressure, go ask yourself the question, who am I loving? Who am I serving? Who am I being generous to? Because I might be receiving the measure Oh, come on. Of which I've given away. I mean, the scripture addresses it. says, to have a friend, show yourself friendly. Duh. Duh. Why would the Lord even need to tell us that? We should know that. But some people need to know that. Hey, to have a friend, show yourself friendly. Amen? Because we're going to go through seasons of life. There's going to be seasons in our life when we're going to be down and out and times are going to be rough. But the measure that you saw before that when others were down and out and you was there by them, that measure showing up in your life, in that season of your life, and they're, they're going to come alongside you and lift you up and strengthen you. That's a good word. Say amen. Preach it, Marvin. You're doing good. So when we sow the seed in the lives of others, God will give us a harvest in our own field. And when we love others and we see the goodness of God, then we'll see the goodness of God in our lives as well. Over the years, I've seen those who were generous and gave of themselves without expecting anything find themselves super blessed. People who are generous with their love, generous with their finances, generous with their talent, Generous with everything. You know, I tell people all the time, I don't own a house, and I don't own a car, and I don't own my wife, and I don't own, they all belong to God. He blessed me with every, everything that I have is his. Come on. He doesn't care about the things that we care about. He cares about this condition of the heart. And when everything that we have, whether it be a Volkswagen or a Lamborghini, if it belongs to God and we say, God, you can have it, then he's going to bless it. Amen? So it all belongs to the Lord. And when we give it away, God gives it back in return. This is his economy. The scripture is referring to how we treat people and how we love when it says, cast, you know, cast your bread upon the water. He's talking about loving people. When we care about people, Matthew 5 says this, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Somebody asked me one time, Pastor, pa- Pastor you just asked me all the time, Pastor Lane, he'd say, Why? I can't believe you're so merciful to people. I said, Pastor Lane, I need lots of mercy. I need lots of mercy. Why are you so mer- Because I need lots of mercy. Why do you give so much grace to people? Because I need lots of grace. Why do you love people so big? Because I love being loved. Are you being selfish? Maybe a little bit. I love being loved. I love affirmation. That's why I tell people, you look beautiful. You look nice. <laughs> Come on. I love affirmation. You know what I mean? 
I love people saying, man, man, you sang that song good. Pastor, you preach good. <laughs> Don't act all high and mighty in this room. You know you love it too. Come on. Whatever your love language is, you love that. You know what? If your love language is, if your love language is gifts, you ought to be giving away gifts. Come on. If your love language is gifts and you don't give nobody gifts, well, quit pouting because you ain't got any. Come on, get down here and preach a little bit. Let me preach a little bit. Whatever God has put in part of you, that ought to be the generous thing that flows out of you. And then it's going to return, and you're going to feel validated by the Father. You know where most of the validation comes from God? It comes through people. It does. I mean, I know God validates me, but most of my validation comes through people. Pastor, you're doing a good job. Pastor, we appreciate you, Pastor. Keep on working hard. Pastor, we thank you for this. Those validations are God's words being spoken back to me through people. Are y'all with me this morning? So when we have this gift, we have to be willing to give it. If we have a talent and we just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to use my talent for God. I'm just going to hide it under a bushel. Well, don't expect generosity to come back to you. But when you're giving it away, get ready because you're going to get your socks blessed off. Can I get a better amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise right now. I'm just about done. Maybe. I got my whole thing messed up here. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's wanting an upgrade. Well, I don't need that. I need to read this scripture right here. Come help me, Audrey. <laughs> I help you. You got to help me. Maybe you get an upgrade. What's it doing? Oh, I don't want to. No. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> See, I help her, so she has to help me. This was just a little example. Acts 20, 35. I've left you an example of how you should serve and take care of those who are weak. For we must always cherish the words of our Lord Jesus, who taught us, Giving brings far greater blessing than receiving. Now, the opinion of the people of this world, especially in this society we live in, is very selfish and self-centered. It's all about me. It's all about me, Jesus. It's all about me. I worship me. Oh, my. I got this inner God inside of me that speaks to me. Oh, please, hush. I have an inner God inside of me, too. His name is Jesus. I don't even know why I said that, but that was good. The opinion of children in this world is, is contrary to this. They are afraid of giving unless of hope of getting. Now, what's in this for me? I remember when I was about, I don't know, I must have been like 12 or 13. Me, me, you'll remember this. My dad used to come check me out of school at P.E. 
in the springtime. We had PE at KCA the last hour of the day, and my dad would come check me out of school at PE, the only class I made an A in. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and he would put me under a house, crawling on my belly in the dirt, treating it for termites. We owned a pest control business that was just launching. And I would say, Dad, what are you going to pay me? He said, a roof over your head, a bed under your butt, and clothes on your back. Get under that house, boy. Go to work. What's in it for me? Did you eat supper tonight? Come on, son. Get under that house and go to work. Boy, I tell you what. Nowadays, kids are like, I'm going to pay you $10. $10? Are you kidding me? I'm not even going to get up from my Game Boy for $10. So I made a rule around my house. I said, well, we're not going to pay you anything. We're just going to let you live here. Ain't that nice of us? We're going to feed you every day. Go clean your room. But we live in a society that's like, what's in this for me? Listen, let me tell you what's in this for you. When you give, the kingdom of God is what's in it for you. And there's no measurement on the kingdom of God. When you serve somebody, what's in it for you? The kingdom of God. You're expanding the kingdom of God. And there's nothing more eternal or greater than that. You can have all the money this world has. And it would not even compare to the goodness of God. So when you're sowing into people's life, the return is the kingdom of God. And I will tell you this, that the people that I've sowed into the most gave me the least amount of return here on earth. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm trying to wake y'all up this morning. I, I, know, I know the saints are playing today. But right now, because when that saints game's over today after they beat the Cardinals, guess what? This is going to be la- yet tomorrow. It's yesterday's news. But guess what? Today, what you do in the kingdom of God is tomorrow and the next generation and the next generation and the next generation's news. It carries over. It matters. It changes the world. And so Christ tells us it's more blessed. It's more excellent. It makes us more like God who gives to all and receives from none. And to the Lord Jesus who went about doing good. Somebody said, I'm a Christian, but I don't serve. Well, I'm going to leave that alone. (laughs) So we have this opportunity to use our time, our talent, and our treasure that God has given us to advance the kingdom of God. Heather, you can come. So that God gets his full reward. He has given his son what more could he give? Jesus gave his life so that we could have life. What more could he give? What more could we have? We have this incredible opportunity to partner with heaven and to see the lives of others and our own transformed by the power of God. In this room this morning are many testimonies of the goodness of God. 
many testimonies this morning of the goodness of God. Just think where you were a few years ago, Ricky. Lost without God. Wandering in the wilderness of this world. Living in the darkness of this world. But then. But then. Just think where your life would be. If God hadn't shown up in your life. Just think what your life would look like if, if God had not moved on you and transformed who you are today. You see, my testimonies come from a dark side of being raised in church and leaving the church and going out all the way into the world and, and just craziness. And then grace comes in my life and grace finds me and grace restores me. But you know my testimony is not any greater than, than my wife's testimony who's never been in the world. Because it's the same grace, same mercy, same God, same goodness. And where would we be without the grace of God? Or maybe there's somebody in this room today, I don't know who you might be, but most of us came to know the Lord because somebody came into our lives. God sent somebody into our lives. Maybe it was even our parents that we grew up that, that, that brought us into this world. But nevertheless, God used somebody in our lives. And then in our journey, God uses people in our lives to help us get to our next place along this journey. I hear my mother-in-law oftentimes referring to Craig Martin. Now, my mother-in-law was a Christian and a believer and a sold-out person long before she met Craig Martin. But a Craig Martin came in her life, and he helped her get to the next part of her journey. Next part of her journey. I got people in my life today as I pastored this church for 20 Almost 23 years, I've had people in my life. And listen, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not people in my life to help me get to the next part of my journey. So I don't want to just be a taker. I want to be a giver. I want to give, help people to get to the next part of their journey. And wherever you're at along the way, you can help someone else get to the next part of their journey. Because your story, your life, your ministry, your talent, your treasure, whatever you have, as you give it away, God multiplies it. And in doing so, he transforms the lives of others, and he transforms our lives. Because there's nobody that I've ever helped get to where they're going without God giving me something back in return. Are y'all with me this morning? Now, I thank y'all today. I really do. I'm thankful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving me and loving my wife. Thank you for blessing us today. Thank you for honoring us today. I appreciate it so much because I love affirmation. So I'm like, <laughs> thank you. 
But at the end of the day, if nobody ever says thank you, nobody ever says thank you, I got a heavenly father who's always thanking me. He's always being gracious to me. I got to tell one quick story. My wife and I was, I think we had three kids. Not sure, may have been two. Has anybody ever been broke? Like, I'm not talking about broke, I'm talking about broke. You know what I'm talking about? I have one daughter, I won't call her name, but she's playing keys. (coughs) When she says she's broke, that means she hadn't tapped into her savings. But I'm not talking about that kind of broke. I'm talking about broke, like zero money, none in your wallet, none in the bank, none that you can see coming, just broke. It's the the 18th of the month, and and you're not getting paid to the first, and you're broke, that kind of broke. We're standing in our house, and I'm working like crazy in those days. I don't work that much now. 20 hours a day was nothing in those days. I got up early in the morning, went to work, came home in the evening, changed clothes, went to do ministry, came home in the middle of the night. I don't know how we had any babies because we hardly even seen each other. (laughs) Like, give me five. I'm on the way out the door. We was broke. You hear me? Broke. My wife is crying. I'm running out the door. She's trying to talk to me. I got to go, baby. She says, I don't have any diapers. I don't, we don't have any formula. What? Food, whatever. I don't know what it was. We don't have what I mean. I got babies. We don't have anything. I, I need some money. Of course, I'm, I'm full of faith, right? It's going to be all right, baby. I'm not here. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> and you have faith when you're not there, right? And I went out and jumped in the car and I drove down. We just lived on the corner. I drove, you know, down to the stop sign. I was like, oh, I forgot my phone. I drove back to get my phone. And then my crying wife was smiling from ear to ear. Because while she was watching me drive away, probably wanting to kill me, because I had no sympathy, probably was what she was thinking. She opened the mailbox lid and there was a check for $1,000. God's faithful. He's faithful. And in our moment when we run out of bread, he's the bread for our life. But I can tell you this. Out of that $1,000, we probably gave a third of it away, even though we were broke. We probably blessed somebody with that. I don't know, but I just know we always was broke because we was always blessing people. But he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. And I want to stir up a spirit of generosity, not only in your giving in two weeks. Now, I'm not just preaching about that, but I'm talking about as we go into this season of Thanksgiving, I want us to stir up a spirit of generosity on this house that everywhere we go, our praise is louder than the room. Our, our giving is louder than the room. Our love is louder than the room. Our hope is louder than the room. It fills every place we go with a generosity of heaven.
because God's been good. Stand with me.